unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. All right, so the first thing. So we're all familiar with seeing this shit. Uh, all the restaurant signs up, you know, sadly due to government handouts, no one wants to work anymore. Therefore we are short staffed. Please be patient with the staff, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're all familiar <laughs> with this. It's, this has been out everywhere, right? I mean, yeah, this is just a common thing. Now. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the, the biggest picture right there, somebody quoted every restaurant and retail store, if they haven't already closed down, should post us outside. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And then a report came out from Axios. Um, that, oh, they, they, they've got their data now, right? Look at this. 1.8 million Americans have turned down jobs due to unemployment benefit. But they did some fancy math. They extrapolated the total. They only surveyed 463 adults. But somehow with their magic extrapolation, this equates to 1.8 million Americans have turned down jobs due to unemployment. And they've got the third thing, you know, highlighted. But... We don't want to talk about child care obligations or, I don't know, COVID or medical limitations or any of these other great, you know, reasons why somebody would not be going back to work. And we're, we're splitting hairs. I mean, we want to point out the unemployment insurance, which is 13%, but it's tied with health and medical limitations. So this is, you know, just another way of them having a narrative and try to spin this bullshit. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really and truly. And then from there, always follow the money. GOP governors are cutting unemployment aid. Some have ties to the businesses that may benefit from it. Restaurant lobbying groups and CEOs contributed to many of the GOP governors now ending pandemic unemployment benefits. U.S. Chamber of Commerce wants to end $300 a week federal unemployment benefits. Blames it on bad job report. Employers and governors pushed the myth that unemployment checks keep lazy workers at home. So, yeah, it's all about money. But in actuality, in actuality, would you rather stay at home and do nothing and earn more than having to go and deal with retail every day? Well, I think not. Yeah, <laughs> but at the, you know, at the same same time, there's there's reasoning. So, you move on to this. Oh, look. We all quit. Burger King staff leaves message to management on viral sign. We all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. From June 23rd, workers are leaving the retail industry in droves. From yep. July 8th, the restaurant workers are quitting in droves. That might not change anytime soon. Recently in the news, what? July 12th, Frito-Lay workers go on strike with some claiming they face 84-hour weeks. Everything has gone up, one employee stated, but our wages have stayed the same. Some 649,000 retail workers gave notice in April saying my life is not worth a dead end end job. job. Right. All right. So cool. So what I have to add to that, what I have to add to that, us essential workers got fucked. Oh, yeah. If you are an essential worker, you got fucked. Well, no offense. But wait, like you, you was actually very blessed. Yeah. But wait, (laughs) I must say there's more. Oh, boy. And the retorts. This is the real stuff. We're sick. We're tired. And we don't die for pennies anymore. 
Sorry, we are closed. Professionals don't want to work for less than minimum wage. The only shortage going on in restaurants is wages. While owners received million-dollar bailouts, workers were forced to survive on $300 a week or work in a job sector with the highest COVID mortality rate for minimum wage. It is time we change this and organize for a better industry. Then we have somebody else's answer to the signs that are on the door. Apologies. We are short-staffed. No one wants to work anymore. Also, we're bad employers who pay poverty wages and offer zero benefits. We're also pretty horrible to work for. This is clearly the government's fault. Ooh, but wait, but wait, there's more. So this popped up um, on Twitter. Um, this pizza chain owner who pays $16 an hour says there's no labor shortage, just a shortage of businesses willing to pay a decent wage. While opening 12 new locations this year, Lestoria said he'd received well over 100 applications for each job. Our new locations are fully staffed, and we plan to open another 15 by the end of the year. He said he'd been able to dodge the labor shortage by leveraging an employee-centric business model, go figure, that involves paying staff $16 an hour on average, among other benefits. We are living proof that the claims that business owners are making about the impossibility of paying people enough money to live on are false. Those claims were designed to protect the old corporate mindset that permits shockingly high executive pay and staff exploitation. So, yeah. And then you look with retail companies feeling the pressure to do more with less in today's economy. We are seeing more retail workers express unhappiness with their jobs. Retail workers rated salary and balance of work and life as the top two most important job factors. And it is these two factors that are the cause of much of the dissatisfaction, dissatisfaction among these workers. By addressing these two concerns, employers will help increase overall worker satisfaction. So, you know, Lots of stuff going on there. But wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So this big chart right here, um, we can thank Irish Connection for. He um, put all this together and sent it to me. Uh, it's, it pretty much tells tell since like 1990. Um, it shows you what the federal minimum wage was in 1990, what it is in 2020, shows the inflation of the wage since 1990 and the big key takeaway here is all right look wages 91 percent increase since 1990 yet rent went up 147 percent a big mac went up 102 percent gas went up 146 percent college education went up 129 percent look at the stock prices of our favorite retailers walmart since 1990 their stock price is up 2089.15%. Target 2236.33. Tesco 198.15 and Kroger 1772.56. You know those are essential businesses. And then the chart on the right shows you since 1940 um the dark blue is productivity. All right? So that's you know output of business, sales, whole nine yards. The blue the light blue line salaries and the minimum wage so right around 1970 was the last time you got the most bang for your buck from there on everything else went up while the worth of your salary went down uh, i had a 
poll on Twitter. Do you think as a byproduct of the pandemic, highlighting how shitty retail service industry jobs are that the trust between employees and corporate slash management has been broken beyond repair? 77.8% yes, 22.2% no. Um, some random Twitter thoughts I had. Uh, I'm going to the first one I'm going to credit my wife for because she really was um, the one who kind of brought this up to me that I just didn't think about. One thing I don't see talked about enough while retailers are raising the starting wage to attract talent, they also need to raise current employees' wages proportionately because there's nothing worse and nothing that will cause more drama than having an associate that's been working there five years and all of a sudden, because they can't hire anybody, they hire somebody off the street at the same amount of money or more than their current employees. That's just bullshit. And then, you know, I thought to myself, so if the people that are complaining about unemployment benefits from keeping, you know, keeping people from working are the same people who are against raising the minimum wage, what does that say about our society? Hell, I guess low-wage workers are expected to just serve and suffer. And I also said, instead of calling it a minimum wage increase, how about it's called a quality of life improvement? What's up, Blaine Tag? Yes. Absolutely. Irreparably broken. And actually, I'll get your thoughts on that here very shortly. I got one more slide to go through. And then it's just, we just all going to discuss. And then uh, Philly Essential Employee threw this up on Twitter. And I went and looked it up. This one's pretty pitiful. Full-time minimum wage workers can't afford rent anywhere in the United States, according to a new report. That is amazing. Think about that. People working minimum wage jobs full-time cannot afford a two-bedroom apartment in any state in the country. The National National Low Income Housing Coalition's annual out-of-reach report finds in 93% of U.S. counties, the same workers can't afford a modest one-bedroom. Think about that. I may add to that. Last year when I tried to move out, uh, not last year, but at the end of 2019, I was making 18.85 an hour, mm-hmm. and I was not able to afford rent with two other roommates. Yeah, think about splitting that. Splitting the bill in thirds. Yeah, and and look, it says given given each state and locality's minimum wage, the report finds that the average minimum wage worker in the United States would need to work nearly 97 hours per week to afford the average two bedroom home. That's more than two full-time jobs now think about that for just a minute how much that sucks and the comment i made was we live in a society where the one thing that people need the most is the hardest to get and that's a place to live and a place to call home that is just bullshit man and no one seems to care you know yeah and And it's it's always like pointing fingers like oh because they're getting paid to stay at home Right. And in actuality, like, that's not the real problem here. No, it's not. The real problem, the real problem is us essential workers that had to work in it. When I was working on the freight dock, <laughs> like, I didn't get, I got like one bonus for Thanksgiving that was just taxed to hell. So I just got the same check anyway. Right. Well, and on top of that, on top of that, like, usually when I'd go into work, we'd have anywhere between 30 and 40 guys on the dock. But during the pandemic, Anywhere just between 10 and 20. Correct. We was all expected with the same wages to do the same work, putting ourselves in danger every day, be outside on the dock around all them people every day and truck drivers exposing themselves to God knows what and coming back and exposing it to us and we take it back to our families 
Because there was a day out there that we literally like a good like ten to fifteen guys, it just spread. Just all of a sudden hit our dock hard. Yes, I get this. And and I understand it's shitty for managers, but the managers need to sit back and shut the fuck up for a while, myself included, and understand it's not always about the managers. Yes, we have to do more work. Yes, things are more stressful. We signed up for that job. Okay. I get that. But the bigger issue is as an industry, you got corporations and managers looking at what's making it hard for them versus listening to their workforce. And you know, it's it's one of those things where at some point in time the little people, quote unquote, essential workers the cogs in the machine that keep the machine running need to have some care taken for them. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yes. It sucks that the people that were stuck in grocery stores and stuck in places that wouldn't close and things like that. It sucks that 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 was the hand that was dealt, but there are millions of people out there that got told to fuck off you know, it didn't matter how loyal they were to whoever they were working for. They got dropped like a rock for the sake of profits. Period. And now, and now these people are now the ones lobbying the governors and lobbying the states to knock out the unemployment to force people back into shit jobs. But here's the funny thing. A lot of the states where the unemployment's been cut off, those jobs still aren't getting filled. Because they had all that time to think, I deserve better than that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the revolution has begun. Those people don't care about the managers anymore. Those people don't care about the corporations. That trust is broken. And they are going to go do anything else other than service industry, retail, you know, public-facing business jobs, that will be their their last thing that they want to do because they realized they're more valuable than that. And quite frankly, I agree with them and I don't blame them. And yes, it it makes it hard on a lot of people out there that are in the business. And I get it because people have to work and people have stores to run and people are, 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 you know, managers have ridiculous expectations levied on them. It's hard. Okay. But rather than being mad at the people that aren't coming applying for the job, you need to be had a manager at Guitar Center. Name was J Bell. And he always said, bitch up. Don't bitch down. Go up the chain. And you know what? There's people out there that are gonna find themselves in positions that and it's gonna suck and it's gonna hurt. That you may just have to throw your hands up in the air and say, I've had enough. But that should tell you something right there. That should tell you that, well, shit, you're probably not working for a reputable company anyway. Um, it's actually incredible how many, how much of that is actually going on. Yeah. And Matt, uh, Florida, you know, I've, I've read all the nightmares about that shit. It was the same in Georgia. Same. There's still, there's a class action lawsuit right now. There's still people that applied for unemployment when the pandemic started that were approved that haven't received a dime. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hands real big on that because I got a I got a nice letter there stating, oh, you were approved. It was stated that because I got laid off for two weeks while I was at my previous job because my entire family caught COVID. I couldn't go to work, and because I was part time, no benefits for me. Well, so I had to apply for emergency unemployment just for two weeks. I got a nice little letter saying that I was going to be sued for that. Oh, well, so that was a fun little thing for me. to. Well, get and here, let, let me give you one better. Let me tell you how bad the system's fucked up to not take care of people. I moved from another state to take the job in Georgia. I started the job on December 2nd, was laid mm-hmm. off March 31st. Guess who didn't make enough money in the state of Georgia to qualify for Georgia's actual unemployment and had to go that's, that's and had to go two and a half months without seeing anything yeah, with my wife up, busting her ass at a grocery store, you know, trying to do that. And it was, it, it was terrible. And did my employer care? Oh, hell no. No, they washed their hands of it. You know, what pissed me off about all that was that company, the owner got the payroll protection program loans to take care of the ride or die folks. He let everybody else just hang, you know, and then they call you up. Oh, we need you to go work, but you, you, you've got to drive an hour and a half one way, you know, to go help us out at this other store. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and that's the problem. It's what can you do for the corporation? It's not what the corporation can do for you because they they dropped you like a like a rock, and it didn't matter. So uh, Matt says I had to pay back in the end because they didn't process my request to end benefits. Completely broken. Yeah, for some reason, and unfortunately, it seems to be a product of the South because most of all the problems you read about are in the Southeast. I mean, hell, I did not know until today. Believe it or not, I know we have a federally mandated <laughs> minimum wage. But if there wasn't a federally mandated minimum wage, Georgia's minimum wage is $5.15 an hour. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. <laughs> and I lived in Texas I lived in Georgia for 10 years. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, and the going theory was that they made it hard on purpose to keep people from abusing. Yes. That's, that's the argument, you know, or the fraud. And, you know, I know Georgia had three different instances where they were hacked and I had to do all sorts of jump through all sorts of hoops to prove who I was and whatnot. But, you know, and what's funny is they're posting all this stuff on Twitter about you need to go out and find a job because now that the, the federal stuff's over, you know, if you're on regular unemployment, which, you know, I'm not, um, you know, you got the job search requirement and whatnot, which is great. Okay. But they're pushing everybody to go to work and they cut everybody's benefits, but they still refuse to open the actual offices and have their employees in the buildings working. You want to talk about some, mm-hmm. some, some bullshit right there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's just crazy. And, um, and you know, here, here's another thing. We're not getting political here, but the current administration, when these governors said we're cutting the unemployment, tucked his tail between the legs and said, okay, they can do that. Follow the money. 
all about the money. It's all about the, yep. the back pocket deals. It's all about the fat cats getting fatter and the cats with mange and, you know, malnourished dying in the street. And that's where we're at. And that's why I personally enjoy reading these reports about people quitting and going on strike and whatnot in these jobs. Because, yeah, you know, there, there's, you know, an effect on the people that are still in these businesses. Yeah, man, it sucks. It's hard. You know, no one's saying that it's not. But, damn, it's great to see people finally standing up and saying, hey, we're worth more. Yep. Enough is enough. Matt says they'll say they give a shit, but no action. No money where their mouths are, 100%. Um, Hero says it really is sad that because of the bottom line, they won't take better care of those who stuck it out through all this. Exactly. That's the other thing. You know, You've got employees that were stuck with you, all right? You've you got employees that because you were a grocery store or whatnot, you were essential, right? You got a little bit of time to shine, you know, in 2020, but now it's all back to normal. And they're hiring people in at higher rates, and they're not giving you a raise to, to make up for it. It's, it's, just, it's just terrible. I mean, it's, it's I just terrible. I know of a company that um, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they uh, they just gave them all a dollar raise and took away the four uh, quarterly bonuses they get. And that upset me very dearly when I found that out. Well, you know, when you look at what they what they were doing for people and whatnot. okay, let's talk about the businesses that tried to swindle their way and stay open. All right. (laughs) Hobby Lobby. Jesus Craft Store. When faced with mandates saying you're not essential, you have to close down, fought it tooth and nail, used everything under the sun. Their big one, we sell the fabric that people make masks out of. (laughs) At home, the home decor superstore. I guess they felt like selling patio furniture and, and, and home decor and stuff like that was essential because they made sure for whatever reason, you know, they were essential. How the hell are they essential? You can't eat, you know, fake plants. I mean, I guess you could, but there's no nutritional value there. But they stayed open. Offices and such. Most of the offices were closed. <laughs> so you couldn't you couldn't use that either. I mean, these companies fought and clawed to, you know, stay open for money proving and then it became pick and choose it became you picked which employee you liked and the ones you didn't like you laid them off and hope that they ever came back <laughs> you know kind of thing and then you start to oh we'll do sidewalk service and stuff it was shit man it, it just all 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 a scam and because they sold food Oh, food. Yeah, you can go buy shit the fuck today. How much was like a a candy bar like that you would buy at a convenience store is like double the price there? Um, Iris says over here we have the professionally unemployed that make it their job to live off benefits. Um, Yeah, we, we do too. We do too. And, you know, that's the sad part is that number really didn't change during the pandemic. They're always there. They're always there. There are people out there that have been taught legitimately 
how to use the system. You know, how many kids you need to have, you know, what, how many, I mean, they know what there's like, you can get little books and stuff that just show you, but here's something that's interesting. We were talking about wages. So if, let's think about this a minute. Let, let's, let's talk about single mothers. Okay. For just a minute. And I did some research on, on this uh, last night just to make sure I wasn't crazy. Okay. So cool. They bump minimum wage to $15 an hour. Well, if you have, if you're a single mother with one or two children, guess what? $15 an hour is enough money to make you ineligible for Medicaid for your kids, EBT, any kind of housing assistance, right? So you're making $15 an hour, which I think is like $600 a week, okay? We went over a couple weeks ago how much benefits cost. So you're paying for health insurance, you're paying for gas, you're paying for groceries and whatnot. $15 an hour is not enough, man. It's not even close. It is not even close. Fathers too now, Steve. Yeah, you're right. Single parents. But it's, think about that. Uh, Mr. Hazuki says, man, chain retail vape store stayed open against closing orders to take advantage of others closing because they were better locally known. Yeah, man, if you just, to me, when they're talking, I ran a music store. Do you know those fuckers found a way to say that they were essential because they sold guitar strings and they did wind instruments for school and what? Look, I love my guitars. Schools weren't open. But those aren't essential. (laughs) All right. They're just not. When I think essential, I think grocery stores and I think pharmacies and gas stations, you know, so people can get gas. That's it. Better have some toilet paper, too. Oh, yeah. And so all these companies, you know, now trying to whine about nobody wants to work and blah, blah, blah. Shit. They, they jeopardize the health of their associates because they just didn't want to lose the sales. You know, it's, it's, it's asinine. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix's guitar was essential. Uh, yeah. There, there are some that are. But, but your, your local podunk um, Saturday night, ban in the local bar when the bars are closed no it's not it's not essential anymore but um but yeah i mean it it was straight up abuse it was abuse on multiple levels it was abuse of the employees that were stuck in the businesses they were in because they didn't get anything out of it other than fear because at the time nobody knew what was going on and really and truly still don't number two you know the people that just got laid off out of nowhere like it was no big deal you know, you had long-term people that had never been unemployed before that were staring down the barrel of that going, oh, fuck, what do I do? And the company they worked for wasn't going to help them. It was just like they used the government handouts as an excuse. You know, get called a hero, but still always expendable. 100%. Heroes by name only. Just It was just a big PR scam, man. It's just like, you know, and I'm not getting into like whether you agree with it or not, but it's just like, okay, somebody called essential workers heroes. So everybody jumped on that and the essential workers were heroes, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's gay pride month. And then all of a sudden these retailers are like, you know, hey, we'll celebrate that. It's all PR. You start reading, you know, the CEOs of these companies and whatnot in their background. They're not supporting any of that shit. They're just doing it because it looks good. 
you know, it's, it's all, it's, it's all just stupid. Um, kind of typical how the country treats people they call heroes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, war veterans were spit on. Yeah. I mean, really and truly, you know, Alex, you, you, you make a, a good point there. If you look at just overall treatment of our military veterans, we should have known that essential workers being heroes, that wasn't going to last real long. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all asinine. So, you know, for you guys in the chat and, and, and Alex, what do y'all think should be done? I mean, where does it go from here? You know, I, if I was still a store manager, yeah, I'm sure I would, I would have lost all the weight I need to lose and I'd be worked to death and probably pissed off at the world. But you know what? It's not my fault. The company mistreated these people. So, yeah, honestly, you know, I know it's just, this is something easier said than done. I would like to see something more like Ireland, like be able to get a contract for a set amount of hours, mm-hmm. like for minimum wage to go to a minimum of $15 an hour. I think that is the way. Um, I would just like to see people guaranteed hours. I want to see people guaranteed better benefits don't want a health insurance that I call and just pay money to. And then, Oh, well you didn't meet the deductible. <laughs> well, when you say yeah, better so, benefits, do you also mean affordable benefits? Uh, yes. Yes. We do need better benefits, affordable benefits. Yeah. hundred percent. So you ain't just losing all of your paycheck. <clears throat> and that's, that's really all I want. Just better treatment for workers. That's really it. That's um. That's how I feel about it. I, I mean, we're we're at a point in time where some serious change can be made because it's such a snowball effect. And ladies and gentlemen, let's let's be real here. All right, with the Delta variant coming and the numbers aren't looking so good, end of August could be rough. You know, and what are these companies going to do for you? We live in a country, okay, where our government, both sides of the aisle, made it that no one is accountable for anything. An employer is not accountable if they didn't really do the right things and an employee catches COVID and dies. You know, it's the vaccines. The vaccine companies aren't even accountable. Let's say, you know, a nurse gives a bad dose. It kills somebody. That person's gone. There's a, there's a culture of zero accountability in this country. And that's what's caused all these problems to snowball. And uh, yes, I agree. I foresee a massive workforce walkout. And it is well-deserved. I agree 100%. Uh, Matt says, I've been trying to find a local nonprofit who advocates for a federal $15 minimum, but was coming up short just to go mop the floor or do something for them. I, I, yeah, I mean, but there again, it still comes down to, to the fat cats and their money because inflation and supply and demand. Okay. I'm still, and I'll die on this hill that the cost of living is a manufactured number to keep profit margins from slipping. So if if a company says, we make 30% profit on this item, 
no matter what happens with the economy, we're going to shift the price up to make sure we always make that 30% rather than doing the right thing and the humane thing and take a hit on the profit. They're just not going to do that. I'd just like to have my company to stop having wonderful sales and packing people into my store like sardines. Our COVID numbers in Hillsboro just jumped back up and we haven't had a slow weekend in over a year. Yeah. Look, retail, the restaurant industry right now are the scariest places to be. You know, as mm-hmm. uh, you know, because regardless of what anybody believes, regardless of, of what your stance is, we really do not know how to stop that damn thing. We don't. We got a pretty good idea, but we're not there yet. And, you know, you've got businesses now saying, okay, just from a public perception, we don't want anybody wearing masks anymore. That's stupid. Look, if somebody doesn't want to wear one, fine. Good on you. But everybody should have the option to either wear one or not. And if somebody wants to wear one, cool. You should be allowed to. Um, careful, Russell. We're not going down that road. Um, and so it's it's one of those deals where, you know, these essential workers, think about this now. Think about the abuse they put up with, the, the tr- horrible treatment that they got, and they've stuck it out this long. What do you think is going to happen if by fall this shit blows way out of proportion? People are going to quit. Yes. People are going yep. to quit. Uh, Matt I says... Totally. Oh, totally Matt said. Uh, Matt says, cost of living is bullshit. I moved from New England to Florida and our pay dropped because cost of living, but everything from rent to groceries costs exactly the same. Also, car insurance is more here. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's crazy. I, I still, I still believe that, you know, a tree is still a tree, you know, I mean, it hasn't changed in millions of years. It's, it's a tree, you know, so why is that tree more expensive now? You know, it, it's just, and think about the things that our government does. Like, you know, in some places you're not allowed to grow gardens. I mean, you're not allowed to grow your own food. Think about that. You get caught, they'll tell you to kill it all, and then they'll find you. I mean, it's all about money. It's always been about money, period, in the story. That's why this administration bent slap over for these governors that said, hey, we're stepping out of the unemployment. You know who that really hurt? That hurt people that had businesses that they ran their own that didn't recover. Maybe they, they, they've owned their business for 15 years. That's all they've known. They, you cut off that, the, the, the PUA and all the, the government paid for unemployment. You just put them in the poorhouse. They're trying to find jobs. They ran their own business. So, and depending on how old they are, ageism is a thing. I mean, I'm about to turn 51. Ladies and gentlemen, you best believe that once you hit 50, well, actually, once you hit 45, people start turning a side eye to your resumes and stuff. They do. Ageism is a thing. And, um, but yeah, so you've got that shit going on. And you've got gig workers. You've got musicians. You've got, you know, 
all sorts of different things. The roadies, the, the road technicians, the people that, that they made their living on the road. They didn't qualify for regular unemployment because they were independent contractors. The government steps in and says, hey, we're going to give you this, this lifeline until September. And some of these, Georgia canceled it. Okay, think about that. What is one of the biggest exports in Georgia? Entertainment. The hip-hop music industry. Hollywood movie industry. You just sentence people to, you know, a life of misery. People that have, you know, honed their skill for years. And they might not have been rich doing what they were doing, but they were living comfortably. Now... They're going to have to go take one of these shitty seven twenty-five an hour jobs just to have something. That's unfair to them. I mean, absolutely unfair. Um, Hero talking about the Chamber of Commerce. They did get involved. They got involved on the behalf of the businesses. The Chamber of Commerce are who went and lobbied the governors, in addition to the businesses, to cut the unemployment. The Chamber of Commerce is not concerned about anything but making sure pockets are getting padded. That's it. Period. Uh, Ryuji says, and even better, I hate so much the whole places are hiring, but not so great when if they take that job, they're now making possibly less than half they were better before. Yeah, exactly. So there's this really shitty part to all this where you've got employers thinking, ha ha. These people got knocked off. They're going to have to take the shitty pay. Well, it's starting to backfire <laughs> because people are, are not. They're just not going to do it. You know, it, it's it, it's hero. I'll have to disagree with you. Chamber of Commerce is, is just as corrupt as anything else it has been for decades. It's a cog in the money making machine. They will not give two shits about an essential service bandwagon. I will say me looking for a new job. I'm trying to find like trying to find somewhere that I can make reasonable. I'm not trying to go work 725 somewhere when I can do my gig job that I'm doing. Yeah. Making just as much money as I made before. <laughs> so, you know, there there's there's creative ways to do it. I mean, you know, there and see the bad part is is like online jobs, everybody uh, there's so many of them listed, but so many people are trying to go get them that now a lot of them are scams. Um, yeah. Matt says, I have this theory that one day all retail will be based on the gig model. You'll log in ooh, and ooh. see what shifts are available that day. And you work that day or don't based on what they need. Very possible. Matt, I actually, I actually had that same theory. I was talking with my father about that the other day that I believe it will be independent contractor route because there'll be a lot of people sign up to work. It would be so much easier to pay them that way. Like, think about that. You know, Matt, they're probably already thinking about it, to be honest with you. You know, you become a 1099 worker, independent contractor. That, once again, relieves the retailer of all sorts of responsibility and accountability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so... Um, the fuck today says, well, there are a lot of people thinking employers are so desperate for people. They can request dumbass availabilities and think we're just going to take interviewed someone who said, well, that's why I want to work. And I said, sorry, Hey, you know what? You're right. There are people that, that are taking it to the extreme, you know, 
uh, hero actually told me about a situation that um, she witnessed something very similar. Look, it works both ways. You 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 still have to have some common sense. All right, you know you can go into all sorts of demands and say I want to make fifteen dollars an hour, but you still need to be respectful when you come into an interview. You know, you, you don't, it's not like who's Dick's bigger contest here. It's, it's, you you need a job and you're interviewing for job. This is not, and that's where you went there willingly. Yeah. The people, the people that are doing that are, are the people that would have been a problem to begin with. The people that have been in the business a long time. Yes. They're not going to do that, but you're right. You're right. I mean, you've got people now that, that, that all going in, like, uh, they're going to give me whatever. No, they're not going to give you what you want. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. There's a reason why it's called a job. You know, so, you know, but in some instances, it's better than nothing. Um, Matt says, that's true. They used to make me go out on the sales floor and start sending people home. Yep. There's also confusion that you will be required to actually work and work. Yeah. there And, and you know what? That there, too, that's, that's, I don't think those people, to be honest with you, those people sound like the ones that were like the career benefit getters that all of a sudden found themselves in a position. They've got to go get a job. That sounds like those kind of people because the sensible people who've been working for any amount of time, they're not going to do that. They're just not, you know, you'll have a respectful conversation and they might just be like, well, you know what? Thanks for explaining the the gig to me. This, you know, this is just, isn't for me and keep it moving. Yeah. You know, that's how, that's how I would. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, it, it's, but, but, you know, oh, and hero says, and folks that want to get hired to get fired. Well, fire doesn't really do you any good on the unemployment thing. Cause if you get terminated, they're supposed to turn that in. And then when you yeah, get kind of when you, you get terminated, most times if it's terminated with calls, you're not eligible. Period. And and they sure as hell won't be now. As much as they're trying their best to get everybody off unemployment, they'll shit. They'll be all over that. Oh, you got fired for picking your nose. Tough shit. You're out. You know, <laughs> you're in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have done that. You know, kind of thing. But you know, I mean, it, it is. What we're seeing is, and what a lot of people don't understand, we're living in a very historic time as far as the workforce in this country goes. The workforce does have all the power right now. It doesn't mean they need to go in making, you know, ludicrous demands. But there's enough people in the same boat that they can start to band together and demand change. And change does not mean you get everything that you want. Okay, it's not like that, you know, you have this wish list of of inobtainable things. There's still some common sense behind it. But change may also mean you have to do something that you don't necessarily want to do. Right. And but that's what we need. Yeah. And, you know, this thing is making people uncomfortable. It's making retailers uncomfortable. It's making. And look, we talked about this. You know, when Irish was on and we were talking about the difference between Ireland and the United States and how he did not know that waitresses and waiters make 213 an hour plus tips. You know, I, I read something today that makes sense. So basically, these restaurants are paying their employees shit wages. They're expecting their patrons to pay the salary of their servers while paying for their food. So they're double dipping the whole damn thing. 
I don't feel sorry for any of these restaurant people. I don't. <laughs> sorry. Because you look at the guy who ran the pizza place. He did right by his people and he's fine. And the company yeah. is flourishing. There's proof there. You know, it's just people yep. don't do it. And you get these older people who started restaurants and whatnot, and they, they go on this this old model. And, you know, here's the thing. If, if you start a business these days without thinking that you should pay your employees a livable wage if they're full-time, if they're part-time, it's a little bit different. But if you go into the fact you're going to open a business based on paying people as little as you can, <laughs> You probably have no business starting a business because you just proved that the money you make on your business is more important than the people that are driving your business. So, I mean, think about that a minute. You know, Hero and I had a conversation one night and it got kind of heated, you know, about, you know, people, you know, local businesses and whatnot and, and the impact of raising wages and stuff. I get that. But if you've sat down with pen and paper and wrote your business plan down, and part of your business plan was to pay every employee as little as you possibly could, why don't you not hire anybody and just work there yourself? <laughs> you know, because that's just how, how you know, it comes out that way. And, yeah. you know, so I, some of these restaurants I don't feel, I don't feel bad for. And the ones that are putting these signs up, shit, I don't care if they close down forever. If you if you go if yep. you gonna put those signs up, you get whatever's coming to you. Well, two dollars and thirty cents <laughs> per hour, and you're just depending on customers, Karens and Kyles and Lindas and Daves, just to give them good tip money. Yeah, that's where you went wrong. And and that's where you went wrong. And the other thing, <laughs> while, while the owner of the restaurant is doing this, yeah, I mean, just fanning them ones and like our hundreds. Fuck those signs. Absolutely, Matt. Fuck those signs. I mean, they, they, you know, they should shut down and, and go bankrupt and never open, allowed to open another business because they're just not, most of them aren't trying to find a way to make it better for everybody. And, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where, you know, like I said, you know, the, the tweet I did, if the same people that are complaining about people being on unemployment are the exact same people who are complaining that they shouldn't raise the minimum wage, we got a lot of really shitty people in this country. And I really, once again, who the fuck are these people? Are, like, once again, are, are these old Southern housewives whose husbands work construction <laughs> and throw them wads of cash to go shopping so they won't bother them while they're off on the golf course with their buddies or, or you know, banging their mistress or whatnot? Because... None of that seems like it's rooted in reality. You know, it, it's, I mean, who are these fucking people? It, it's just, it's mind boggling to me. You know, so basically they're just saying, if you work in retail or service, we don't care about you. You you just suffer. You, you can die. You can go to hell and die. You know, the South Park thing. You know, because that's what it seems like. You know, they don't want you on on welfare as socialist, but they don't want to pay you a living wage. What? What? I I just I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know where the fuck that comes from. That's a bullshit. I mean, do you know? And I personally don't know anybody like that. Do you, Alex? 
I mean, I've never. At the end of the day, Steve. At the end of the day, the only way you're ever going to reach like true fortune here, if you are just extremely lucky and win a thing called a the lottery, b you just happen to be really good at a sport, or c you can act really good. Look. I, I just think it, it says a lot about our lack of humanity that we don't want to. And like I said, I'm not t- saying anybody needs to be rich. But if you can't sit back and look that some of these things would improve somebody's quality of life, you only live once. Lie, somebody wanted to somebody wanted to drop me a bag. I'd be OK. With that. Yeah, I mean, but, but here's the thing. If you don't want better for your own people, I mean, you know, for, for your humanity, man, you're just lost. I mean. You know, it's it's just terrible. Um, Karens around my neighborhood are like that. I'm surrounded by people who have been very outspoken that people who work in customer service don't deserve more than they get. Yeah, I have seen those where you got kicked off the Facebook groups. That was always good. Um, and, you know, you look at, uh, let's see, Russell says, those men who could work one job and support their families, that's when America was great. And hush if you don't think so. Well, it's because your money went further back then than it does today. You know, like I said, 1970 was the cutoff. That's where the wheels came off the wagon. And unfortunately, that generation has a hard time wrapping their head around what's going on in present day. You know, they remember what it was like for them. They see that they worked real hard and they didn't make a lot of money, but they had a house and they had two cars and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because there was not such a gap between how much you made and cost of living. It's like, cool, you've already paid off your house. Your car's paid off. You're living comfortable. That's great. But nobody stood up out of that generation and said, hey, you know, you heard a bunch of shit about how you want to make sure your kids have better than you had. What the fuck did they do? They sat back and watched the government inflate prices, didn't raise wages. They didn't do a damn thing at all. And they want to say that, you know, well, son, daughter, I just wanted you to have better than what I had growing up. Well, you, 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 whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah, really I mean, set it up real well, didn't y'all? Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's 100% correct, Matt. Number one answer in my town it's a job for teenagers to learn what work is, not for adults to support families. And you know, and that stigma needs to go away. And now, here's something that I haven't seen post. Okay, fine. You want to call it a minimum wage? Cool. Well, how about this? How about, you know, most states you can start working at 16. So from 16 to 18, you make seven twenty-five or whatever it is, but the moment you become an adult, then that changes. You know, so yeah, you know, you'll have the people that will get their experience out of high school to work and blah blah blah. But once you you're an adult and you're expected to you know contribute in adult ways, you should be paid as an adult. You know. Um, Back then, you could support a family easily because your kids were at work by nine years old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Just a suggestion real quick before I'm going to dip. Yep. But an idea that I like, what I call 
what I would call the 90-day treatment. Mm-hmm. Hire someone in, start them at like the $7.25, $10 range. And if they make it, then you offer them full-time with the minimum wage of 15 at least, only if they make it. Um, I disagree. Oh, you wouldn't like that? Nope, absolutely not. Because there's a whole lot of businesses that are right now are advertising. You can make up to $16 an hour. And, yeah, true. and you go and you go interview and you find out that's not that's not true. They're doing this probationary period thing. No. No. It, that was just a that was just a because, because you're because that offers no incentive whatsoever. True. True. So um You get to keep your job here. Right. Um yeah. <laughs> Hero says business would abuse the fuck out of that. Yep. Um after eighteen years of service. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. It's like, you know. You know, you can't get us for false advertising. Finally get your pay. You know. Yeah, finally get your pay. Um, Russell says, you want to teach people to work, pay these teenagers to dig ditches, lay asphalt, do construction, leave Hardy's biscuits to the old. You know, not even not even that, Russell. If you want to teach. Oh, gee, it's headaches. Here's the thing. If you want people to work, treat them worth a shit. For one thing, you know, yeah, you need dig, you know, people to dig ditches and shit like that. You know, I get that, but you're you're still we're we're past the point of shit being punitive. Okay, you know, teaching people to work doesn't mean making them do manual labor. If that's what they want to do, cool. You know, fine. And but you know, it's it's just you know everything's so punitive and there's hoops to jump through. There's no guarantees. It's like you said, you know, Alex talking about how in Ireland they have a contract guaranteed hours. We need that here because we have these businesses running around saying, okay, look, we're going to hire you for 15 hours a week. Okay. But we expect you to be on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We expect you to stop whatever you're doing and show up when we need you. And you're not allowed to get another job because then, you know, this 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 job has to be you know your priority. It, it's yeah you know you're committed. You are committed. Yeah, and you know it's one of those deals where you know we've lost our way as a country, and as far as like retail and food service, I mean they got used to for years abusing the shit out of people, and now they just have their panties in a wad because. People got smart all of a sudden and have stood up and said, we're not taking it anymore. That's all this comes down to. And Hero and I had a conversation one time and she said, you know, it's kind of like they're going to see who breaks first. You know, it's a war. You know, you've got the workforce, you've got the companies. Who's going to give in first? Whoever gives in first, you know, is the loser. (laughs) And, you know... Um. Yeah, Steve, I enjoyed being on the show tonight. Yep. Hate to dip on you, but it's nice to talk to all of y'all again. Um, I'll probably be back on Wednesdays. I I, I kind of miss doing this. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Kind of miss hearing Steve angry rant. Yeah, it's not angry rant. I'm <laughs> passionate about it because enough's enough, man. But, but y'all, y'all have a good night. Uh, Steve's going to slap up a picture of me if he stays on much longer. Oh, it's not a picture of you. Oh, that's unlucky. Yep. Anywho. All right. Peace out, boy. Have a good night. All right. So going back to, you know, 
everything. I mean, we're we're at a very pinnacle point in the history of the workforce in this this country, and it's really interesting to see where it's going to go. And you know, if there was ever a time for the collective workforce of retail and grocery and you know restaurant workers to come together to actually make the change that they want it's now i don't think we'll ever see this opportunity ever again this this is you know this is it and you know when these restaurants start closing and whatnot and you see businesses having to cut their hours eventually eventually they'll start to be some headway uh, Irish Connection says retail is shit in Ireland dealing with Karen's corporate bullshit, et cetera, same as you guys. The main difference is legislation. We have more rights than you guys. Absolutely. You know, we, we say we're the greatest country on the face of the planet. But, you know, um, it, it's it's we'll sell everybody down the river for a dollar. And um, it's just. I just, you know, I don't know. See here, our kids have chores to adult, not to make money. We feed them and give them all the crap they desire. Iron Maiden says, I can't see that becoming a thing. I guess I missed a lot. I don't see how that would work. Uh, Defunct says, Russell, I think you have this fantasy thought about the past. Um, that's possible too. Look, we got to move forward as a society. And if we can't move forward by making things fair for people and to improve their quality of lives, you know, like I said, no wonder the aliens won't come down and talk to us. I mean, we're we're just it's it's just terrible. Um, thinking of the meme with the from we're the Millers, you guys got right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, I and you know Matt, you know I do the thing on Twitter and whatnot, and you know it, it's I'm very passionate about this. I believe that you know. A lot of what we've talked about needs to be talked about. And it's a very niche kind of thing. So it's not like, you know, a lot of people are dialing in or whatnot. Everybody loves the memes or, or whatnot. But, you know, we've got to get to a point where we're having a conversation. You know, you know what's got to be done about it? And, you know, there, there's tons of things. I, I don't remember who it was on Twitter. You know, I posted like the, the theoretical, you know, idea for a TV show where you go in an interview and then somebody responded with, how about a TV show where a district manager has to spend X amount of time in a store for so long before they actually get the position? I think that's brilliant. And I think that, that a lot of companies would not have a lot of district managers if that was the case. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, Iron Maiden, you should feel more valued here. Look, Maiden, when we were training in Salisbury, whew, I just... Man, I, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? This was terrible. Uh, Mr. Hazuki says, a village is only as great as its weakest, lowest members. Correct. Matt, do we need district managers? I don't think so. I was telling my wife we were discussing it. I think um, what I think is going to wind up happening is I foresee a time where, especially stores like Dollar Tree and Dollar General and places that have like a bunch of stores right around, I think you're going to see more and more Instead of district managers, you're going to have multi-unit managers. So you might have a store manager who's responsible for three stores, and they're going to do that, you know, so they 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 can pay less 
store managers. But I, I could see that happening. Um, you know, I do most district managers I've had were useless anyway. So yeah. Um, oof, what a time. Correct. Maiden. Uh, they could send an email to tell you that you're crap for less. Correct. Hero. You're right. You know, or I can't believe that we're not a point. You could probably eliminate district managers with FaceTime. Okay. You could have a regional vice president who sits in an office and, you know, the store has an iPad or a cell phone or whatnot, and he FaceTimes you and says, hey, go show me this area of the store, or hey, go show me this, or hey, go show me that. You know, you don't need them. You know, technology has put us in that, that you know, workspace to where you could do that. And, yeah, the DMs will be absolutely useless at that point. Most of them are useless now anyway. I've worked with quite a few that were just, you know, I don't even know why they existed. True story. Had a district manager show up and sit in my office, put his feet up on the desk and watch football on his phone. Yep. That's a well-paid salary right there. Uh, we wouldn't have had this conversation in 1970 because I wouldn't even be taken seriously because I have boobs. Yep. That's true. Unfortunately, you know, there are some things that, you know, we have made progress on and that's one of them. Um, Let's see. Matt says, all my district manager ever did was ask me to send an hour's budget and then tell me to cut 13% off for a skeleton crew. Not sure if he ever looked at it. Probably just looked at the bottom number and said, oh, no, that's too high. Didn't look at what you had scheduled at all. <laughs> you know, you could have had it scheduled where only one, one, one person was working every day and he would have missed that completely. He was just looking, looking at the totals. And, yeah, I mean, district managers basically are just the deliverers of bad news. <laughs> there's nothing good there i mean at all um you know i've only had one district manager you know in my life that i you know i thought was okay that that actually did some work you know um the rest of them no not a one most of them were really slimy like used car salesmen and and you could you wouldn't trust them as far as you could throw them iris says what would be better in your opinion unions canvassing for workers or government legislation Oh, you know, I've said this before unions, the initial idea of union sounds great, but the fact that they offer the same protections for good employees and bad employees is a problem. All right. So it shouldn't be that way. All right. Government registrations. It, it depends. I think a mix of both, but you know, um, Russell says, I mean, it's, economics all less supply more demand it's the same as our now 15 dollars minimum wage cut the workforce in half and you can pay better covid see supply and demand is bullshit it used to mean something it doesn't now because you can manufacture a false demand and once it got to the point that you can manufacture numbers out of thin air it's it's a useless conversation at that point. Um, do unions have lobbyists? Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be another conversation, you know, talk about that. Um, Iron Maid says, even though most of those male DMs had moobs anyway. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I found that, like, especially in that situation... 
Iron Maiden. I think that that DM just enjoyed it because he acted like he had his own little harem, to be honest with you. You know, the value of the dollar is up to who? Exactly. It's not up to any of us. And, you know, if you you got to, you know, once again, Russell, you go back to the chart. Why in 1970 did religious stagnate, but everything else go up? You know, inflation at this point. It's manufactured. You know, these are a lot of things that, that people people use, you know, as excuses to why the hold the little person down. Inflation. You know, we had a whole episode where we talked about cost to push inflation. These companies don't have to raise prices on everything. They could, the only reason they're raising prices is to make sure they don't make less money. That's all. It still comes down to somebody getting richer off of somebody who doesn't have the money to afford it. That's where legislation needs to come in and be like, look, you can't sell. You shouldn't be able to sell a Gibson Les Paul for $2,500 when it only costs $1,200 to build it. That's price gouging. You know, you that that's there should be like an uh, an amount of profit that is routinely accepted, not overboard. And like Hero said, it's only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. The fuck today says it also shouldn't cost four thousand dollars for a trip to the ER. Correct. And um, Matt says, let's get a lobbyist. Can I be a lobbyist? Is it like an influencer where I just say I'm a lobbyist and then I am? God, I wish it was because you'd be great. <laughs> if it was that easy, yep, let's go. You know, we'll hold heads and skip and we'll lobby our asses all, all the way to the White House. Let's go. But, you know, and and like I said, I, I get sick of hearing about, I, I, look, honestly, working for Guitar Center was a very eye-opening experience for me. Because when, you know, it was the first place I ever worked where I got to see cost and profit intertwined at the same time in real time as you're making deals. And when you start seeing these profit margins and stuff, you start to realize how much people are really getting ripped off. I mean, you know, it, it really, it really is. I mean, you know, uh, I've used the story that I bought plenty of guitars from, you know, South Korea that are great guitars that didn't cost near as much as like some of these fancy schmancy American guitars, but you know, it does what I need it to do. It's just the, the profit margins are too high. Iris says, look at the inflation between minimum wage and stock price of the big retailers in the last 30 years. There you go. hundred percent. You know, you've got probably 15 major businesses out there that really are the driving force in, you know, making the cost of things go up. You know, Walmart's one of those that they they work on the premise of volume. Whatever they're losing in profits, they'll make up for in just mass selling, period. You know, and, oh, but here's a coupon for 10% off. Yeah. You know, perceived value. That's what that is. Perceived value. 10%. Yep. So, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Russell says there was a time you get what you pay for. Now you get what makes the most money for them people. That is 100% correct. Like I said, the the guitar thing, you know, it it says that. I mean, that that proves that. I mean, you know, they paid $1,200 to manufacture this instrument. But they're selling it for a profit of 
$1,200 more dollars. I mean, and, and here's what's funny is that company for years was voted one of the worst companies in the United States to work for. Go figure. Iron Maiden says, yay. I don't have to pay sales tax with a 10% off coupon, even though I shouldn't be getting taxed on clothing because it's a necessity and I can't legally walk around naked. Things that make you go, hmm, <laughs> definitely. And, you know, and like I said, taxes, you know, there again, too. I mean, you know, it, everything is geared around, you know, low wage workers not being able to get ahead, you know, the taxes that come out of your paycheck, you know, all this other stuff. And, and it's just it's just about taking from people. You know, you've got to cross a certain threshold. I mean, and I'll really be honest with you. I think you got to make a hundred grand more a year to really, really, really feel like you're comfortable. Um, you know, let's see. Did you guys all read that thing by Kylie? What the fuck for the Federalist where she didn't think paying workers more was fair to her because her bullshit bowl supreme at Chipotle went up three cents. Yes, I read that. Yeah, you, you sent that to me. Yeah, that was, um, you know, that, see, uh, you know, people can talk about the media all they want, but still, uh, they they suck all over the place. I mean, they're they're printing garbage bullshit like that. You know, saying that it's because of the the unemployment, the government unemployment is because her Chipotle bowl went up thirty cents. A, I don't know why you eating a Chipotle. B, isn't there something else you can report on? Isn't there more important things going on in the world than you paying thirty cent more for your fucking Chipotle? It's going to make you go to the bathroom and probably give you salmonella or some shit. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was terrible. She's mad at her anus. I bet so. Her anus are probably not real happy with her either. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just think that, you know, I've got a lot of people who are still in the business. A lot of people, you know, friends of mine that are managers, you know, like the fuck today, you know, I know it sucks, man. It sucks for you guys. It, you know, it sucked to begin with. It's now it's just now a, an extra level of suckage. But man, you know, it, it's time for changes. It's 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 time for this shit to stop. And I'm I'm sick of seeing companies use excuses to basically mistreat their people. Because if you're not willing to pay them better and give them better benefits, you're mistreating them. It's abuse. You know, no other way you look at it. So. Uh, Russell says, if I can fix it myself, I will. If I can't, I'll pay another. But nowadays, it's easier to just throw one out and buy another. It's sad, really. Yeah, a lot of stuff is like that. Unfortunately, a whole lot of things are like that. Um, and and we, you know, we're living in a country right now that's trying to pass legislation called right to repair. Think about that. You know, the companies, and, and this affects you know, my, my beloved video game industry, you know, these video game companies don't want you rooting around in their systems repairing shit, but you should have the right to fix it if you're able to do so without any kind of penalty. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a mechanic and our Jeep that we had for 20 years, you know, I'm not a mechanic, but by God, I could watch the hell out of a YouTube video. And my relationship with that Jeep became quite intimate because of that. I could fix a lot of shit now. <laughs> um, Iron Maiden says things aren't manufactured to last. That way you have to keep buying. That's correct, too. We use Jeep as a prime example. You know, My wife bought that Jeep. 
She had it for 20 years. There ain't no Jeep made now that you'd be lucky to get 120,000 miles out of. You know, it's it's terrible. Uh, Hero says the manufacturing companies care if you get caught and chewed up and spat out at your job. Retail cares if you clog the machine. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. Beautiful. Um, retail does care if you clog the machine. You know, we're expected to be um, in retail janitors, um, parents, uh, you know, punching bags, um, you know, hazardous waste disposal people. I mean, it, it's it's awful, you know, what retail employees have to put up with. I mean, you know, especially if you work in an area that's not so good and you get to see, you know, you have people come in wanting to buy balloons that say it's your day for a funeral. Those are the kind of people you're dealing with. So it's not good. <laughs> Uh, Maiden says, best car I ever had was an 89 Buick LeSabre. I don't have it anymore, but someone else does, and it's still going. Um, Matt says, we've all had to play find the diaper. Yeah, that's always fun. Or, or isn't it really shitty? Like, you go on a cart run outside, and, you know, the carts have been sitting out in the in the summer heat, or like in your case, in the Florida heat, and somebody's left, you know, a dirty diaper in that shopping cart for hours. <laughs> it's just awful. Or the people that use the the trash cans at the front of the door to empty out like all their like bojangles or food trash and, and fly, start flying around and whatnot. It's awful. Planned obsolescence. It's a part of the retail strategy. Correct. Irish sure is. Everything becomes obsolete. Sad part is humans are too. Meat in the ceiling tiles. Wow. Wow. That's a new one. Oh, wait a minute. You mean, like somebody climbed up and put meat up there they were going to steal? Because that I understand. Throw it down. We got a parking lot sweeper. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing. You know, oh, you know, these, and, and we've heard people say this, you know, a kid messes something up in the store and goes to fix it, you know, actually has a moment of humanity thinking, oh, I made a mess. I'm going to clean it up. And the parents like, oh, don't worry about that. They pay people to clean that up. Listen, bitch, you know. The packaging where they stole, yeah. Uh, Matt says, I've had to clean movie theaters. I'll have nightmares the rest of my life about some of those messes. Yeah, that had to be terrible. That had to be an awful, awful cleanup. I, I can only imagine because, I mean, I mean, we've all been in high school. We've all went in movies, and we all know that some unsavory. God, I cannot imagine the cleanup after a Rocky Horror show. Oh, good Lord. Ooh, that'd be rough, but... Yeah, you're probably better off that you got out of that. That that's, duh, that's terrible. That's got to be nasty as hell. I like this. I like having new people show up, man. I like you know, I like to get some of you guys like on mic, let you talk, let you rant. You know, I don't have to always talk. My wife says I do, but I don't. I would rather listen to people, to be honest with you. Matt says, luckily we never played Rocky Horror. Worst was a high school field trip. I bet. Well, Matt, I'm glad you showed up, man. You know, I really enjoy interacting with you guys on Twitter. I know um, uh, Angry Essential Chick, I've had some communications with her about being on the show, actually. So hopefully we'll see what goes on with that. Um, you know, I, I think that the only way the voices are going to get heard is to get louder. And, you know, whether we do it through memes, T-shirts, podcasts, whatever, you know, now's the time. You know, it's uh, 
it's put up or shut up for a lot of people. And I don't think, you know, I don't think the window's as large as we'd like to. Matt, I agree. Yeah, retail Twitter is far the best Twitter community. Super supportive it is. Whereas, you know, some of the stuff I you know I've gotten off of Reddit, it's more like drive by bitching, you know. Um at least on Twitter, there's more of a conversation that goes on. And uh which you know, which is important. I mean, and that's you know, kind of my goal for this whole thing. I would love to have a night where this entire screen is filled with like little blocks of different random aliases and, you know, some sort of round table where everybody just goes off. I mean, just, you know, it's kind of like the, the night I had all the ladies do the show. I'm like, okay, I'll set you up. Y'all, y'all handle it. I'll just sit over here and listen with my headphones. Yeah. Insta is just memes, funny, but no conversation, no connection, but yeah, everybody showed up not appreciate it. Uh, next Wednesday, um, Irish probably gonna get with you because I've got all that other stuff that you sent me. We'll, we'll, we can do a whole episode around that. Oh no, you don't want to move your store over to Cherrydale. What's really funny is I saw, uh, before we go, I saw that they're going to open up a five below and a hobby lobby over in Cherrydale. Russell, think about that. A hobby lobby in Cherrydale. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's going to be god awful. That will be the worst looking Hobby Lobby ever. That shit going to get just just oh. But yeah, Jesus's craft store is coming to the hood. Nice. Yeah. Fun story though. When I worked for Jesus's craft store, I would uh go over and like take hits off the helium machine and like, you know, get on the intercom. That was always fun. Yeah. Nobody said I was bright. I don't know why my wife married me. She's smarter than that, but she did anyway. So anyway, everybody, thanks for being here. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. You know, we do this same time every week. If you've got ideas, send them to me. I mean, the email is, you know, in our description. It's generationvoid at gmail.com. You know, send us stuff. You know, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy doing this, and I enjoy when we have other people involved. You know, the community here is small, but growing, and it gets more fun with every passing day maybe next time iron man will show up on time um, <laughs> so anyway just messing iron maiden so everybody you guys have a great night uh we'll continue the conversation next week peace out everybody